Hey, this is the Honest Math Chat, an elementary teacher podcast. And today we're going to talk all about increasing student engagement in math discussions in episode 11. I can't wait to talk to you today about what it even means to have a math discussion and some real tips to get you thinking about how to implement math discussions in your classroom. If you haven't downloaded my brand new free guide to engaging math discussions, go now. It's at www.monamath.com slash discussions. Math classroom culture, math mindset, and student-centered instructional practices are just a few of the topics that we will cover on the Honest Math Chat, an elementary teacher podcast. We will feature practical ideas from teachers for all teachers. See, this podcast is all about helping you create a classroom where students are empowered to love and deeply understand math. If you want the math classroom of your dreams, or let's face it, maybe you've never dreamed about math because it's not your thing, come alongside as I, a former math hater turned math teacher cheerleader, show you how you can transform your elementary classroom. From just getting through the math lesson each day to making math your favorite part of the day and your students' favorite part. Let's get this honest chat started, shall we? All right, let's talk about math discussions. You don't know how excited I am because math discussions are my jam. And you've probably heard me say this on a podcast episode before, but math discussions changed how I teach everything. So when I learned to lead really good math discussions, it actually made me a better teacher. And I really think it's because it made me a better listener but I'm getting ahead of myself. Math discussions are at the heart of a student-centered classroom. It's like the phrase, and I'm sure you've heard me say this, but it's the phrase, whoever is doing the talking is doing the learning. So when we stand at the front of the class and we explain it all, and we ask those check for understanding questions of like, do you get it? Are you guys with me? And we get a couple head nods. We're just teaching ourselves in that moment. And although the students look engaged because they're looking at you and they're maybe their hands are folded and their bodies are calm and they're taking notes, they're not actually engaged because they are just sitting, listening, remembering, and then likely just going to regurgitate what you just showed them. Now, I'm going to pause here and remind you that I named this podcast The Honest Math Chat because I got to keep it real with you. I just feel like we don't have time to not just tell it how it is. So I'm going to just lay it all out there for you. And I realize that's hard to hear because most of us, including myself, have taught that way, have, you know, used the script of the curriculum and delivered direct instruction in which it was mostly my voice and I didn't include the students. And so if you're struggling with what I'm saying or disagreeing with me, I totally get it. And 
I see you. <laughs> this is hard work. It's hard work to change your mindset and think about how we can empower our students to be in control, I guess, of their classroom and really step into that facilitator mode instead of the leader mode. So I want to just acknowledge that this is really hard and I am so proud of you for being here and listening and pushing yourself um, to learn and grow because that's, you know, that's what it's all about. The better or the more we know, the better we do, right? So let's get clear on a definition of math discussions. So it's really where students get a chance to talk about what they're thinking, and it can take many forms. It could be in small groups, in partners, or even in a whole group. And the point here is just to build those real-world skills that allow students to articulate their thinking, that allow them or like help them learn to listen to what other people are thinking and respond to those ideas. It also helps kids build those real-world skills of you know, justifying their reasoning, responding to others' reasoning, and disagreeing. Um, and the, the skills we can teach in discussion go on and on and on. That's a whole nother podcast episode. But the idea here is a math discussion is just an opportunity for students to discuss their thinking, how they're approaching the problem, what their process was for solving and what they're thinking about the reasonableness of their answer. So I know you want math discussions to happen in your room, right? You want students to be engaged. You want every student to be engaged. You want them to be inspired to learn more and explore. You are hoping to drive toward deeper instruct instruction. And I, I mean, I know that you're attempting to um, support your students in collaborating and having those higher order thinking skills. We're all doing all of this, but then what happens in front of us is it's the same five kids. And we're like, what? <laughs> no, I planned all these things. I've read all these books. Why won't you talk? So I feel that I know that's a problem for all of us. So I just want to pause here and say, I put all of my best ideas into a free guide for you, and it's called A Guide to Engaging Math Discussions. Hey, how about that? And you can have it for totally free. It's um, on my website, monamath.com slash discussions. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, that's a new name. It is. Uh, so we got a new name, Mona Math. And I'd love for you to go grab that guide. It's just going to further support what we're talking about today on the podcast. So go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. So let's move into why math discussions, right? It's not just me, this girl on the podcast that's been a teacher, but it's research, right? Research, re, research shows that discussions improve learning outcomes they help our students achieve those higher levels of thinking and they increase student achievement. So this idea that we're not just talking to talk, but it's purposeful, right? Big picture. It's going to improve outcomes. It's also going to improve their career success, academic environments, 
um, such as college, but also critical thinking skills that allow our students to be active citizens in their community, which is really why I'm here. Um, Active citizens in democracy have to be able to articulate their thinking and respond respectfully to those that disagree and those that agree with them. So our discussions are going to support critical thinking and collaborative problem solving. It's all those real world skills that our students need now more than ever, right? So the truth is our students' high level learning and careers and their real life outside of school are not going to be worksheets and workbooks. They're not going to be people explaining step-by-step what to do. But it'll be problem-solving and collaboration, and most of that's going to be done through discussions. And clearly articulated thoughts is going to really help our students in their higher education and careers. You know your students need this because we didn't have this approach when we were growing up. We were left with deficits, right? Either in our mindset or in our mathematical understanding. And many of us didn't meet our fullest potential as mathematicians. And so we know that this, like something has to change. There was a father in my classroom for conferences a few weeks ago. And I was explaining my approach to math and how it differs from many of the teachers that their kids have had so far. And he got so excited. It was like having a student in my class like, really? The kids can be wrong and you're you're not grading them down? And wow. I mean, he was just going on and on. He was like, the things I could have done if I was taught this way. And I thought that was like the perfect sentence because that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure my students leave my classroom and leave school with a mindset that they are mathematicians. Just as much as they are readers and writers and literate people, they are mathematicians. And I want them to feel like they have such an opportunity now because of this mindset that they have in math. And that all happens, I lay that foundation in math discussions, right? I guess I walk the walk in math discussions and I really lay the foundation with my math vision. I pre-plan before I even go into the school year about what I want kids to feel like when they leave my classroom, when they're in my classroom and then what are they gonna take with them when they leave? And I spend so much time getting to know my math learners, not just in the beginning of the year, but throughout the school year. Every new unit opens up an opportunity to get to know my students more because I need to know what they understand about this concept coming into it, what misconceptions they may have. And then I also need to know how they're doing at developing their math understanding. And I'm not talking about just what they get right or wrong on paper, but how their understanding, how their thinking is changing day to day. I also want to make sure that my students have a clear math identity, meaning they see themselves as mathematicians. We do this by... um, 
investigating mathematicians in the real world and making sure that they have role models, both in their own life and in, you know, kind of this historic or celebrity world, larger society, I should say, that they see role models that are mathematicians. This helps our students say, hey, if they can do that as a mathematician, I can do that. Or maybe even, even opens their eyes to things that they didn't know they wanted to do. But because they got to know a mathematician, they now see what's possible. These are all things that I, I do in order to foster an engaged classroom discussion. Classroom routines are probably the biggest thing that I would say you should start doing now to have a more engaged math discussion. So it, do you have a routine for how students move into the discussion space? Having that um, special meeting place, like this is where we have our math discussions. For me in third grade, I have the same space for reading and writing and science and social studies and math. We come to that area to have a discussion and it happens to be on the carpet in a oval-like circle. I love circles because everyone occupies the same amount of space. Everyone can be seen, no one's sitting behind anyone, and it really communicates to the students that every single one of you is valued. We need each of you to complete this circle. And that right from the start kind of shows my students the expectation is that we're all here, we're all participating. We have a very clear routine for how we come to the carpet for math discussions. We come with nothing in our hands. We have a specific way we sit down, a specific way that we show each other we're listening um, with our bodies, with our eye contact. And we also use a lot of silent signals because not everyone can talk, obviously, all at once. And especially little bodies and little people have really exciting thoughts to share. So giving students silent ways to show their excitement about their idea is really um, helpful in engaging every learner. So every single day we talk about the ways to participate in our discussion. And you can participate by speaking, right? Sharing your ideas or responding to others. You can participate by listening, and that means that you hear what everyone says and thinking, right? So you can participate by thinking about what others are thinking. And I'm very clear with my students that all three of those are participation. And some days we talk more and some days we listen more. And it's really important that students value participation in all three of those ways. All right, so let's wrap this up with a bit of a recap. So student-centered learning, it's where the student's thinking is at the center of what we do. It's their ideas, their thinking, and the process that drives our choices. We use the data from our students to inform our next moves in guiding our students toward meeting the learning target. Math discussions are the main move, an essential element of student-centered classrooms. 
a student-centered classroom where students thinking, doing, exploring, and tinkering. And it could be math discussions. It could be, I'm sorry, it could be your math classroom. It could be any subject. But that is where the learning is happening, in that math discussion. All right. I also want to put a note in here about grade levels. I've taught every grade from first to sixth grade, and this absolutely applies to every one of those grades. I know, I've done it. But the more my students were put into the position of having to defend their answers, to share their why behind their solutions, the more they learned. The more they participated, the more they felt motivated, and ultimately, the more they saw themselves as learners. And so I really hope you walk away with today as the number one thing that you have to do to get your students motivated to engage in the math discussion is to keep having the math discussion. But really reflect on if it's a discussion or if it's just question and answer. And I'm going to push you to say that Math discussions aren't when we're sharing answers, okay? Math discussions are something different. And of course, we're sharing the pathway to a solution the, to getting to the answer, but it's not just simply sharing the answer to the 12 problems on the practice page. Instead, it's a deep dive into one quality question or two, and there's, we slow down. We slow down and we talk about that one question. And we talk about those pathways, those strategies and models that got us to the answer. And so if you're in this moment like, what in the world is this woman talking about? I'm really going to urge you to go download the guide to engaging math discussions because I lay it all out there and... I think it's really going to help you, yes, get started, but also if you're a teacher who's already started and you're like, yeah, Mona, I'm doing all those things, but I'm still not getting the engagement I want, go download that guide and I think you're going to find some even more tips in there. And stay tuned because I have more episodes coming up on math discussions, specifically addressing certain questions that I've heard from teachers. And one last note is about the new name. I'm here. I'm your math teacher, Bestie. We're just calling it Mona Math now because that's what it is. I'm Mona and I'm your math teacher, Bestie. <laughs> so slide into my DMs and let's chat about what you're teaching in math right now, how it's going and what you're working on. It honestly makes my day when I get to hear from someone about how a fraction lesson went well or some aha moment your student had during the math warm-up. I can't wait to chat with every single one of you. So please, if you're listening to this and something awesome happened today, slide into my DMs and let's chat. It would seriously make my day. Um, but also if things are hard or you're questioning yourself or this, Know that we are all there all the time, right? And just because I'm talking into this microphone during my kids' nap time on a Sunday doesn't mean that Friday I was on the struggle bus during our math discussion. So I'm happy to be your thought partner. I'm happy to brainstorm new ways to engage our students and move their thinking forward. So thank you so, so much for being here. I'm so excited for 
what Mona Math is going to do and to have this Honest Math Chat community. Keep going. You've got this. This is a hard time of year. We're in December, but we got this. All right. Talk to you soon, friend.